What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Recessed. I'm your host, Reed Burvick, and today we are talking about the Texas freezing and systems. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you joining us for episode eight of Recess, Mental Health, Faith Deconstruction, Current Events Podcast. We are on our Thursday Current Events episode. We're going to be talking about the Texas freeze. Before I do that, just really, really thank you for joining. Thank you for being here. I'm putting this up on IG, too, so some people can see me right now. I'm wearing a hoodie. I look okay. It's not my best. Probably six and a half out of ten. Regardless, that's not why we're here, Okay. I want to talk about something that's important, the Texas freeze, but I want to look at the Texas freeze from a systems approach. In Western cultures, in America, we typically go down to individual solutions, focused problems, etc., without looking at greater systems. So we go down to individual issues. We look at things, oh, this is just a one-off event instead of, okay, what systems are contributing to what's happening here today? And so I want to look at this from a systems perspective. So let's talk Texas for a second. So what happens? They have a huge cold front. Everything freezes. Okay. People are without power. They're without phone coverage. Food has to be thrown at a grocery stores because you can't, they're going to go bad. Animals are freezing. People are outside freezing and even inside freezing. If they don't have power, they don't have heat. They don't have gas. They don't have electricity. So this big cold front moves in. The electricity and energy grid shuts down and like 4 million Texans are left without power throughout the state. Obviously, the big cities are more populated, so it's going to be more in big cities. Okay, something really important to add is that power outages are disproportionately affecting people of color. Power outages are disproportionately affecting people of color. We'll circle back to that. So you have these power outages, you have electricity off the grid. Why? Like what happened? Like, why is this the case? So in the early 2000s, there was a big movement of deregulation of Texas energy, the Texas electricity industry sector, if you will, totally deregulated for the most part, went under control of private companies, individuals. And the reason for that, it's, it's what it always is. It's money. They don't want regulation. They, we own it. they want to be able to trim whatever they need to trim. They want profits for themselves. So Texas is pretty much removed from the United States energy group-ish. This is just a broad overview. So they are not connected, really. So they don't input energy or they don't output their energy, even though Texas is like the leader in the states in, um, in oil in wind i think as well and maybe one other they don't export they don't output texas is like we're doing us we're on our own okay at the same time they're not inputting anything because they're not thinking to themselves oh what if there's a freeze because this has not happened texas doesn't freeze like this so you have private individuals private companies deregulating so they can do whatever the hell they want with their energy cut costs so that they can maximize their profit and then a freeze comes in. Why did the freeze come in? How did this happen? This doesn't happen in Texas. It's climate change. It's climate change. There are more intense weather patterns. When it's real hot, it goes real hot. When it's real cold, it goes real cold. It's 
ramping up back and forth, up and down. That pendulum is swinging. And so you get to a point where the Texas deregulated electricity people did not want to front the money to make sure their equipment could last in cold weather. So they didn't get their equipment. They didn't get their grid lined up to handle freezes, to handle cold temperature, I'm sure, to save money. They also thinking in their head, this is never going to happen. I'm assuming because a lot of them do not care, do not pay attention to climate change. Because when you're that rich, you're siloed off from truth, from facts, from luggage a lot of the time. Or you just don't care, or you think it's a hoax. It could be a wide variety of things. So you have this huge freeze come in. You have this big deregulation where private electricity runs in Texas. So you're not prepared for a freeze. You have climate change swelling temperatures up and down really intensely. And it's a perfect concoction for a disaster such as this. So politically, what's going on? What's the governor doing in Texas? What is he what, what, what's he doing to try to get relief? What's he doing to try to talk to the feds to get help, to get everything back going, to make sure people are warm and eating? Well, here's what they're doing. He's going on Fox News. He went to Sean Hannity and he started blaming all of this on sustainable energy. Wind specifically, some solar as well. Basically trying to fear monger people away from something such as the Green New Deal. He basically says, hey, look, guys, the Green New Deal comes on. This is going to happen all the time. This is wind's fault. Wind can't handle this. Wind can't handle this at all. That's blatantly not true. Wind is only supposed to be about 10% of kind of backup vibes for Texas energy. 90% of Texas energy is supposed to be from oil, natural gas, and nuclear. I'll link an article where I learned this. There's a lot of stuff out there right now. But instead of getting his people relief, instead of trying to get federal aid, which I don't know, maybe he's doing, but he saw it a priority to go on a cable news show to tell people about how terrible the Green New Deal is, how terrible this is. So the political top down, that's what it looks like. Are there progressives in Texas? Of course, but it's run by conservative leadership. We know that conservative leadership denies climate change left and right, like it's the plague. So you have leadership that wants deregulation of energy so that they can maximize profits, companies, corporations, private individuals. They want that. You have the reality of climate change. Okay. Match that with politics and all of that. And you have a perfect concoction for a disaster. You have an, a sector that is wholly unprepared for cold temperature because they don't think it's ever going to come. Or if, even if they did, they're like, ah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We got money. Our homes are going to be warm regardless. Our homes are going to be fine. Then you got disproportional effect of black and brown folks from the freeze. Now, a lot of white folks are, are very much affected by this. But disproportionately, it's people of color. So what does this mean? Reed, why, why are we here? Why are we talking about Texas right now? Other than it's a big story and people are in pain and people are hurting and people need help. We have to look at systems, y'all. If we haven't been paying attention to the last, I mean, for a long time in America, but specifically since the pandemic started, the systems that are in place in America do not work. They don't work. Capitalism does not work. 
It works for certain people. It works for people at the top for a small percentage. But look what it's doing to us. Look how many lives we've lost the COVID. Look how many lives we sacrifice for the sake of the economy. We could have shut down and invested a lot of money into testing, into making sure people stay home by paying them so they didn't have to go to work, by freezing all rent, canceling all student loans, canceling all mortgages until the pandemic's over. The government could have fronted that money. Oh, but how do they do it? Read, but we're in so much debt. How are they going to ever do that? You look at the $750 billion military fund or how much we spend in the military every year and our budget. You look at the lack of a VAT, value-added tax. You look at Amazon not paying corporate taxes. You could say the same for other big corporations as well. You look at wealthy people not really having to pay taxes because of loopholes, charitable giving. That's not really charitable, but they can write it off so they don't have to pay taxes. There's a lot of ways to pay for stuff. We pay for whatever the hell we want to pay with. And we don't want to pay for things that aren't going to yield us money. And so we have a system that puts profit over people. Capitalism has caused climate change. The insatiable desire for more has caused climate change because we're driving so much. They aren't doing clean energy because it's cheaper and easier right now to have oil, to run all our factories. We're deforesting so many parts, which exposes us to viruses from animals because they have nowhere to go. There's a lot of systems that are contributing to what's going on. So our insatiable desire for profit is one of the reasons why capitalism exists in the world. Or sorry, our insatiable desire for profit is one of the reasons why climate change exists in the world. Then you look at the systems of deregulation around electricity and what the purpose of those goods should actually be. Should they be for profit? No, I'd argue no. If there's no other way for us to get electricity than through those systems, like why would they want to do that? It's for profit. So people will be coming and saying, you know what? Like we just need a fix, like just weatherproof, just weatherproof. Okay, what about the infrastructure then? What about, are you going to weatherproof all the homes whose pipes burst? Well, you know what? Like, it's not going to happen again. What about when climate change says, no, 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 this is going to happen again. It's only going to get worse as time progresses. What do we do then? Politically, what do we do? Just ignore? That's what we've done. America is the chief denier of any systemic problem. And this comes quite frankly from white supremacy because we want to keep power. White folks want to keep power. We will deny, 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 even if it kills us. There have been people, black activists, native activists, a lot of other folks along the way who have been saying, hey, America has cancer. America has cancer. America has cancer. Hey, it's stage one right now. Hey, it's stage two right now. Hey, it's stage three right now. Everybody knows if you catch something like cancer early, you can avoid most likely the most drastic outcomes. But if you deny, 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 one day you wake up in the hospital with no chance to live. And that is what's happening in America right now. So systems are the reason these things happen. The economic system, the political system of gain, of more insatiable blood, thirsty lust for money and power and oppression over other people.
going back to disproportionately affecting people of color, the Texas Freeze. Why do we think that is? They live in lower income housing, lower income areas because of economic injustice over time, because of our capitalistic racial capitalism started with the, with the slave trade in America. We have to look at the systems, y'all. We can't just say, let's weatherproof, because what about climate change when it gets colder? What about the places that can't afford to do like their hotels up? What about homes people can't afford? They're like, we got to get better pipes. We got to figure this out. Well, their pipes, well, if they, did, if, if they weatherproofed it, their pipes wouldn't freeze. Yeah, fair. I'm just saying we have to think of the system. We have to think of the system and we have to fix it at a system level. We're running out of time, to be fair. And I know this is like dire and this is scary and it's scary to me. We cannot actually fix anything unless we address what's really going on though. We just can't do it. And so that leaves us with the people having to step up and lead against these men and sometimes women, but mostly men who are avoiding all the treatment options that we have. We're avoiding all the treatment options that we have. So we can't come at these problems and look at it individualistically. We have to look at it systemically. What needs to happen systemically with energy? Well, we have to shift sustainable one. Why, why, why do we regulate for issues such as this? Now, granted, all of governmental regulation isn't amazing. I get that. I get that. But we have to think of why people are deregulating. It's not because they want more. They want more freedom, not because they think, oh, freedom's free. They want more money. They want more money. And that's what it is, man. And that's what it is. All right, I'm rambling at this point. I'm going to hop off. But man, shout out to Texas. Give to mutual aid funds in Texas if you can. If you know folks, send them money directly. We have to think about systemic solutions for these problems and we have to do it soon and we have to do it soon and the people have to rise up because Abbott, the governor Abbott, he's not going to want to give up power. He's not going to give up power. People who are in power, who see systemic, they have to act swiftly and quickly on the sake of the people because if they don't, if they straddle the line, they're not going to get voted in next time and there'll be a red wave. And that's not good for us at all so systems approach i hope you all have a good rest of your day let's take care of texas shout out to all my friends in texas check in on the people who are there again give to mutual aid funds if you can they need blankets they need warmth they need food water etc all right y'all love for you i'll catch you next time on recess peace